Hello there. I'm Orna Martinez. And I'm Ricardo Deacon. <laughs> and welcome to the Recommendation Games first transatlantic episode. <laughs> this is a podcast. A weekly podcast where we take turns to recommend a film the other has not seen. We watch it and then meet to discuss it. You're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. Hi there, Ricardo. Long time no see. <laughs> and we can't actually see each other because we are uh, Skyping. At the, through the magic of the internet. So, this week's film is was picked by Ricardo and it is Shin, Shin Godzilla. Uh, the film was directed by Hideki Anno, Shinji Higuchi. It was written by Hideki Anno, starring Hiroki Hasegawa, Yutaka Takanuchi, Satomi Ishihara, cinematography by Kosuki Yamada, edited by Atsuki Sato and Hideki Anno, and that's the last one, and edited by... <laughs> Everyone used to print the things out. And edited <laughs> by Atsuki Sato and Hideki Anno. And the synopsis is... Japan is plunged into chaos when a skyscraper-sized lizard monster rises from the deep of Tokyo Bay and lays waste to Tokyo. Lays waste is a great phrase. So That's what I used to do in college. <laughs> huh? That's what I used to do in college. Lay waste. <laughs> Lay waste to the side side. To the um, beer door. <laughs> uh, this week's film was picked by Ricardo. A it very was. long time ago. Yes. <laughs> so it feels even longer. Why did you pick this movie? Well, for one, it's uh, uh, I thought that it would be a good kind of uh, cliffhanger to leave the podcast on. Uh, <laughs> to, what would Orla think of Shin Godzilla? That's, I think, a, a, a nice little bookmark there. Um, four months later. Yes. Uh, also, it's like four a, months. They're about yeah oh, three yeah. months yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. I did uh, at different points tr- kind of reconsidered my choice, but then I actually oh. sat down and watched it and remembered why I picked it. Uh, so uh, it is not a movie I'm- without its flaws. Let's put it this way, but it is a movie that I <laughs> fucking love. Like uh, th- it's partly charming as well that the flaws are so obvious. It's almost like that the directors are like, oh, yeah, we can't fix this. Fuck it. Like, just leave it like a f- parts of the movie in the first draft base and the rest is amazing. Uh, so like that is charming. Like, I think that I watched it uh, uh, just about when it came out on uh, like streaming services, which should be mm. like this is 2016. Yeah, it came out just after the, like, about a year after the, the first Gareth Edwards uh, Godzilla. Oh, yeah. What was that one called? Uh, just, just Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, uh, I picked this as well because uh, just about, like, a week before we uh, stopped uh, the podcast, um, I watched in the cinema Godzilla Kings of Mo- uh, King of Monsters, and it was an absolute piece of what shit. Ones? What one's that? That's the one with Coach and uh, Vera Farmiga and uh, oh, with Coach. I yeah. don't like he's just 
coach. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Thomas Middleton or whatever. We're not the is. only people who do that, though. I have read so many like reviews of things that he's in, and then it's like, and coach from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he's the man. He peaked. Yeah, it's, he is uh, the man. What was the the saying? Uh, open hearts, uh, closed what? eyes can win. Clear eyes. <laughs> Your eyes full hearts can't lose. Jesus. Yeah, but Godzilla did win in that one. But like Godzilla Kings of Monsters is an absolutely terrible movie that does everything wrong. And I think that Shin Godzilla mostly does everything right when it comes to what I want from a Godzilla movie. Uh, like, uh, like just a note on the two directors. It's interesting how they uh, set up because uh, the... Uh, Hideki Ano. I didn't realize it was two directors. Yeah, and they took different parts of the movie. Uh, they wrote the movie together in the story, but Hideki Ano uh, c- comes from uh, from anime. Like he did uh, Evangelion, mm. that is my favorite uh, exploration of the depression through massive robots. Uh, like uh, <laughs> uh, the action and allegory. Yeah, like his entire kind of uh, career has been based on an exploration of his deep, deep depression. So I think it was a really interesting decision to pick him to do Godzilla and that kind of dejection and sadness kind of permeates throughout the movie. Uh, Mm. And the other director was mostly into special effects and stuff, but then he directed a a sci-fi movie based on a manga that is really, really good called Attack on Titan. And so mm. they kind of shared uh, duties when directing like the, the actors or whatever, but the special, the special effects are made by one of the directors as well. So like, uh, it, it kind of gives it uh, a sense. I really like that the special effects are not brilliant, but mm. that's, what, that's what I want from Godzilla. Like, yeah, uh, I, I don't want, like, a gazillion dollars being thrown at the screen. I want a man in a glorified monkey suit just, like, I, walking around. Yeah, I'd be happy enough if he was made out of, like, Play-Doh, really. <laughs> and he just sort of, like, moved across the screen. Yeah, like, in this movie, he's uh, is a man in a suit, but it's just kind of, like, the tail and parts of it are just enhanced with CGI. But weirdly enough, yeah. it gives it... a. Uh, more weight and more presence as a character than like the Roland Emmerich Godzilla. For one, Godzilla in this one remains the same size <laughs> throughout the movie. Well, like uh, he expands, but like according to his evolution as a character. And, uh, yeah, I mean, forecast as it's not sort of random. Yeah, and also like the, I think that the, his appearance is absolutely fucking scary when he comes out of the uh, ocean with his those dead eye fish eyes. It's so weird and <laughs> they scary. Like they're, fish like, eyes. they're really and, uh, like opaque or something. Yeah, they, it looks like a look, fucking salmon. It's like. it's like taxidermy. It's really weird. <laughs> and it's scarier than anything like in the, the 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 modern American Godzillas, and. I think it, the the original Godzilla was an uh, allegory on uh, the nuclear attacks on Japanese soil after World War Two, and uh, after that, the the movies kind of devolved into uh, just from part of it like horror movies, and then it became child friendly whenever like 
uh, Gamora and the other monsters hit the scene. Was there say. a Mothman other... one as well? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Mothman, <laughs> who is also in uh, King of Monsters, but like. Uh, th- there will be a, s- a side about how stupid King of Monsters is because I think you probably enjoy it more than watching the actual fucking movie. Uh, Excellent. But uh, but this comes back to that original original idea of using uh, a giant monster as a comment on society, and it b- became like s- strangely. Uh, um, touching but also uh, subtle uh, comment on how Japanese culture and in particular Japanese bureaucracy failed to deal with the Fukushima disaster mm. so uh, the the movie really uh, uses the imagery of the uh, of the tsunami as well as uh, the idea of radiation and uh, the the failure of crisis aversion in Japan to deal with a massive fucking lizard um, <laughs> also like uh, tiny uh, hands <laughs> oh yeah like uh, I love that they, they kept all this like the terrible design it's, uh, but in a way like it looks more like you look at the animals in the natural kingdom like the the fucking T-Rex and it's like what what were those hands for like play yeah. a little violin a little <laughs> banjo you know like uh, oh like a ukulele maybe violin. yeah and uh, i i like that this movie also the way that it deals with the powers of godzilla it actually like plants them one by one by one so it like it follows in the sense of like re-understanding the animal as if it were like they really treat the movie seriously mm. uh, which i i thought uh uh, like things that you don't think about there's a whole uh, section of a montage about them installing printers in a room <laughs> there's a lot of like repeat use of shots as well which is like kind of where it's like <laughs> it's like tank cam or like under desk cam or from the perspective of the map cam it's very funny <laughs> Oh yeah, like, uh, and also like the science and the thinking about it behind it, it seems to be like that you got some theoristic physicists and stuff to try to like play almost like a war game. What would happen if Godzilla, like a creature like Godzilla came in? Mm. And that's how they decided on the, the idea of uh, making his blood coagulate because mm. how do you beat a power animal because even if you destroy them he'd just blow up and that's Tokyo gone yeah. or wherever he is at the end of the movie like but rewatching the original the the the, the first Gareth Edwards Godzilla uh, which is far superior than King of Monster but it, that's not saying much I'd um, say Monsters is probably still a better monster movie <laughs> or at least well a better monster movie maybe a better movie than that is I haven't seen it so I don't know King of Monsters? Mm, no, as in Gareth Edwards' Monsters. Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah, Monsters is a uh, uh, far better monster movie. Well, like, far better everything. Uh, was it Gareth Edwards? Yeah, it was Gareth yeah, Edwards yeah. that did the, yeah, the, the Godzilla, yeah. But, like, that Godzilla movie was incredibly boring. And I thought, oh, there wasn't enough Godzilla in it. And I just realized watching Shin Godzilla, no, there wasn't enough bureaucracy in it. <laughs> 
That's great. Sorry. <laughs> because at times this movie feels like, and in a way, even the flaws come the same from the same direction. This movie really feels like Shin Godzilla written by Aaron Sorkin. Like, uh, and it has <laughs> exactly the same flaws. Uh, yeah, like, but it has even the same flaws as the uh, Aaron Sorkin Godzilla would have. Um, and uh, I think it, that makes it charming in a way. Um, I, like, I already know from a get-go what you're going to say about like the big flaws of the movie. But like, obviously, I want to hear you say it. What do you think the big flaws of the movie more, well, well, like for one, like the the so-called American diplomat uh, slash most Japanese woman of all time, the like supposedly is from Utah or something and has the biggest Japanese accent ever and wants to be the president of the United States. Um, was it Utah? She was from? I can't remember. I don't know. So, like she's the daughter of a senator, but like baltimore or something like i don't know so that's obviously like uh, a big flaw i also think that um the movie does get a bit ridiculous at the end especially when it's like just throw the trains at him <laughs> or like the <laughs> like i did really enjoy that but that that bit i was laughing so much it just felt like a different movie but it, like i said it's like even the parts that are bad are so charming because it's clearly made with a lot of love that I still enjoy that. It's not like one of those, you know, when a movie steps out of its comfort zone and not really succeed so many times you go like, ah, I wish you didn't do that. Mm. And at times with this movie, I go like, ah, I wish you didn't do that. But at the same time, this is mad. <laughs> I like it. I like that this exists. Also, there is like, they had... Perhaps incorrectly, but they had the hubris to attempt this movie. Uh, without further ado, uh, what did you think of Shin Godzilla? <laughs> I've been waiting like so long <laughs> to hear your take. Well, <laughs> what could I say? Um, I, f <laughs> I find this movie um, an absolute hoot. Um, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this movie from start to finish. Also, I think it's quite funny that you were like, there are parts of this that are a bit ridiculous. <laughs> like the whole movie is ridiculous, but in the best way. Um, but yeah, I'm actually going to take my earrings off there, don't you? Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a kind of a shitty day yesterday. Um, I watched this last night. Um, yes, I waited up until the the ninth hour to do it um but yeah uh, i had a terrible job interview and i was coming home whatever they oh it was cold and it took me ages to get back here from the freaking beaches which is a stupid place to have an office and <laughs> i like landed in and i was like Ooh. and i had my frozen lasagna for dinner because i have no money and i, and I put it on and then after about 10 minutes um <laughs> When Godzilla first comes out of the water and is like crawling along the ground, I had to pause it, take screenshots and send them to John and sit there laughing for about 10 minutes. It's the big eyes! 
oh god like here else uh this is obviously useless for our listeners but i just want to show you because i some of these need to be made like <laughs> See that? yeah so good <laughs> it's amazing because the movie started i knew nothing about this as well which was the best way to watch probably any movie but particularly this film <clears throat> so i was like yeah godzilla monster movie grand and uh so it kind of starts and that you know you're you're thrown right into the movie as well which i quite enjoy it's from you know there's no you know setting up 2016 tokyo or whatever it's just like boom godzilla's in the water um which is kind of the way you want this sort of movie and uh you know sets up the vague the important characters and that's kind of grand but um <laughs> i had to stop as well and go is this a comedy because i was looking at it and i was like is this supposed to be funny? Because I was hanging myself <laughs> And then whenever the whenever Godzilla appears, I was calling it like Nessie. I was like shouting Nessie at the screen. I was like, don't hurt Nessie. <laughs> Poor um, Nessie. Yeah, so there's nothing better than going into a film expecting like a certain type of, you know, action you know, scary monster movie uh, ending up with this, like, fantastic political satire <laughs> instead. But also, a monster movie, because I don't want to, I don't want to think that I didn't also think that there were other layers to this film, because I think that's kind of why it's so great, because it's all of this, it's the tone is bizarre, but fantastic. <laughs> so, apparently this is the, um, the 31st Godzilla, or Godzilla-adjacent film. Um, which is hilarious. Um, I think, as far as I know, anyways, the only other one I can remember ever seeing is the Roland Emmerich one with Matthew Roderick, where he has the hat, and I definitely fancied him. I think 1998... And the fucking worms. He was a warm doctor or something. Yeah. Warm professor. Yeah. I want to think, was Matthew... Yeah, it was 98. Matthew Broderick was like... Um, was Meg Ryan in that? Uh, no, it was uh, uh, some. She was very. Oh, she, a, a case of high fidelity is one of those actresses that people are trying to were trying to make uh, like a big star. Yeah. Uh, she she was like in three movies that year and then oh. just faded into oblivion. Oh. Like Hank Azaria's in it. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Because he's. Uh, there, he's a TV cameraman or something. Is he? Yeah, like uh, he's the TV cameraman for the blonde, uh, the discount Meg Ryan that you're talking about. Yes. Um, <laughs> I do actually remember here. Jean Renault is part of the French Commandos. And then they hired a Roger Ebert lookalike to play the really inept mayor of New York. <laughs> uh, as Roland Emmerich was like giving a dig for uh, at Ebert for his reviews, apparently. Oh, no. Yeah. That's like the most flattering thing ever. It's like, you've annoyed me so much, I'm going to put you in my shitty movie. It's like, lame. Um, yeah, that's literally the voice of the mayor in that movie. <laughs> um, and also, was Godzilla a lady? Did she like lay low down? Yeah, she has babies at the yeah, end. And then it turns into a... a it starts. It turns into a ripoff of uh, the end of the first Jurassic Park. Yes. Because the little Godzillas are attacking in Madison Square Garden, mm. and they have like the doors mm. and stuff. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's just it's 
you're thrown into the movie and like thus begins the like very slow bureaucratic process of kind of working out what the situation is and what they should call it because um, there's what I love as well because the humor is so dry and one of the best uses of humor I think is the titles <laughs> like emergency academic conference on giant unidentified creature <laughs> just these shots of them sitting in the waiting room there's so much of like you know godzilla having a right old time and they cut back to people sitting very quietly in rooms like there's there's a certain amount of panic at the start and a lot of talking there's also a lot of just people kind of sitting there going hmm hmm maybe hmm it's like oh it's so 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 very good uh yeah the humor it like it's such a quick movie the, the Aaron Sorkin thing as soon as they walked anywhere I was like oh god Sorkin-esque 2016 Sorkin-esque um <laughs> it, it moves so quickly I want to watch it again because I'd say the subtitles I had were good but it's kind of hard to keep track of it because at the start there's so many titles so you're getting a lot of where you are and titles of people and then that was kind of going on top of the actual subtitles and they were jumping all around the screen so I'd say I probably yeah. missed like some of the humour <laughs> just stuff like well at least it didn't miss all of them uh no no like i did I, well hopefully not uh like there's one point like near the start where godzilla has started moving and like someone goes it's moving and then someone else goes it's alive isn't it <laughs> it's, so, it's so dry and then whenever um, like we can talk about um uh is it kyoko um the uh American uh, ambassador. <laughs> like quote air quotes air quotes. If has they to be just said. got her to talk Japanese, it would have worked nearly. Because then you're like, oh well, you know, like maybe. But so she sits like she's first introduced and she's sitting at the table and they go through the whole thing and they're exchanging their files and stuff and then she's like, there. She's like, I came straight from a party. Where's Zara? <laughs> Yeah, and also so like uh, like it word. sounds almost like she learned the lines phonetically, <laughs> like a part like you you don't know why she's emphasizing different words in a sentence, like uh, <laughs> as if she thought she was somewhere else in the sentence while talking. It's just like and so also it's funny. hilarious because the the Japanese dude that she's talking to <clears throat> speaks better English than yeah. she does. Yeah. So whenever she kind of starts speaking English, then he'll talk back to her, and he's. <laughs> more coherent than she is <laughs> like that whole scene when they're are they on the plane or where are they and uh, he's like yeah don't you want to be president before you're 40 and i was like president of which country <laughs> not american um, yeah and also i love uh, i love that it's like oh yeah we couldn't afford an american actor for this scene so we just play, show the back of a wig and just hire an actor like from LA to go into a toilet and speak a few words in American. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, I really love the um, <clears throat> the editing in this as well. Like, it's so fast moving, and there's so many like dun dun dun, like <laughs> just like little montages, and then dun. Everyone looking dramatic. Also, very much enjoyed laptop cam, as in like looking out through the laptop at them. That was very enjoyable. <laughs> I find out uh, like it, the film it takes a lot of your attention because you will miss stuff because it's so fast. Most of 
time there's like four people talking at once and it's like but uh, <laughs> it's very anime I thought like in it's like shot usage in reactions in like in the editing and like certain uses of soundtrack and stuff but like in a really like good way I, fi I find it hilarious to watch um, like the first hour is just completely nuts and you know, like the jazzy soundtrack and everything there's one point where like <laughs> Godzilla's like strolling out of the sea and it's like this like <laughs> so funny oh my god um <laughs> I think you're actually yeah. You you were saying I think I read that earlier as well that one of the directors did direct was an anime director, so that kind of makes sense. But um, yeah, what I like about it is there isn't an actual like marked change in tone for sure. Like, cause before you kind of realize that it, the kind of the dread and the this hopelessness has started to settle in, and I think you kind of see it in the way that Godzilla starts to become a lot scarier because. When you compare <laughs> what it looks like at the start of the movie to the end of the film, it's like two different films. It, it's 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 the weird like glowing skin and ugh, and doesn't even seem to have any eyes by the end. Ugh. But um, uh, yeah, it kind of it it somehow manages to go from like properly silly to like really stark, kind of just. It's not even like right after they have the big battle kind of in the middle. It, it's, you know, because you know they're going to have the big battle and they're not going to be able to kill it and blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But it's the, you know, after then they, they, the president is dead and it's the, kind of like the final act of the movie. You're like, oh, I, this is starting to feel a bit real now. And, and even because before I feel like they, they show shots of people fleeing or whatever. And you kind of, you know, you're like, oh, monster movie. It's kind of, you know, if you watch like... <sighs> What was the first Superman movie with um, what's his name? Oh, Man of Steel. Yeah, that uh, one. How you don't yeah, care about that piece anybody that's dying. And it's like, oh yeah, civilians. Oh, it's a little bit like that at the start, and then by the end of it, all the scenes where like they're like refugees basically, and like people fleeing into trains and getting onto buses, it starts to feel very real and quite terrifying which is I, I was like how the fuck does this movie manage that I don't know uh, like but there's a lot of very poignant scenes as well like the whole way throughout the movie even in the first bananas hour um like I think the way that they sort of <laughs> the banana hour huh? the banana hour <laughs> it's just nuts <laughs> um like Godzilla has a radio show called Godzilla's banana hour can we start another podcast? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think the way they kind of stagger how each remaining character finds out about how nuclear weapons is kind of the only option and how each person has a slightly different reaction to it, but it's all just filled with the horror and like it's, and you see it on their faces and like it's such kind of despair. Um, uh, yeah, but like th at the same time, the. The humor is still always there, which is great. It's it's such a it's a weird tone to thread. I don't know how they manage it. It's such a weird movie. But like I was Tyson John the whole way just being like, I love this movie, this movie is nuts. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> I do also love um the trope of characters having very important 
like tense discussions on rooftops. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a very good like visual tool, I suppose, to kind of have this dynamic, dramatic scene on a rooftop. But uh, I just I love it. This movie, it's so well done. Well, like uh, again, it just feels like uh, the newsroom <laughs> with monsters. That's it. It's like at its worst, it's like the newsroom, and then at its best, it's like a more humorous version of the West Wing. It's kind of like you know the scenes, scenes like when um, Josh and uh, Toby get trapped because of the time zones, and they both go crazy, and they're like yeah. hitting the thing. <laughs> Just stuff like that, where like Donna's just there in the foreground going, Yeah, so we're gonna need a train. <laughs> just like that kind of Sorkin humor, but like the best of Sorkin humor, and then just oh. the really bad newsroom element. Um, I do think that the two funniest bits in the entire movie that like made me laugh <laughs> so hard was in the first attack that uh, they have this like really intense meeting about what the plan of action is going to be and then they go okay that is the plan and then they it just cuts to them going to another meeting about <laughs> how to implement that plan <laughs> that is like bureaucracy in action yeah it's just them setting up all the phones and the laptops and the, it's like this must be an official meeting <clears throat> and they're just going back to godzilla the, you my know, like slithering along the ground with its tiny little arms with his googly eyes. And then he just stops when the movie has to catch up as well. It's like, oh, Godzilla's got too far. He's just going to stop for no reason. Uh, we have to catch up. Godzilla needs like, to Then he just return. leaps for like two I months two or something. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah, he, it's going to be... Oh, and the, the nuclear strike is going to be like literally a minute before he wakes up. And then... <laughs> we timed it just perfectly. Uh, just after the was it the 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 crane platoon fails that is the funniest thing ever like that bit looked like the a glorified version of a child playing like uh with lego and it's amazing but my second favorite part in this movie is how it plays the trope about the crazy scientist that knew what was going to happen all along and that he does creates a plan on the like the genetics of Godzilla and the the way that they had to figure out to be able to read it is to make an origami of Godzilla with the paper <laughs> and I thought that that was just the funniest thing How like, did you even make I don't even it? think it's just so they're like folding up. He's like, oh yes, of course. Ah, there we go. Ah, yes, of course. It was a Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, like the origami, but it also like, how do you know where to start the origami? Like you could fold it a million ways. Like it makes, and it's not even a circular pattern or something like no. that in the thing. Oh, bye. Yeah. No, I love how ridiculous it is. But like, I have to say that I'm so happy that you liked it because otherwise it would have been like such a bad decision of like a four months <laughs> that you're like, yeah, shit, I don't want to talk about it's it. It's such a Bye. downer of a first episode back as well. Like, uh, yeah. 
I did think about well, that, and then I watched well, the first like ten minutes and was like, "It's all good." And then Godzilla appeared, and I was like, "What?" My question to you was like uh, one of the because this movie really surprised me the first time that it I is, watched yeah, it. Yeah, it is but like it, it like i wasn't expecting any like i hadn't read reviews or whatever i just had somebody like like i think it was total film or something gave it four stars and said best godzilla movie since the original mm. so it's like okay that's interesting yeah i'll just watch it and then i watched it and then i was like what the fuck did i just watch <laughs> uh in a good way yeah but like i like big monster movies even the bad ones <laughs> Like there's something eternally gratifying about seeing like men in rubber suits uh, <laughs> pretending to stamp on like paper mache cities, and uh, is the idea how like that it, the, the in a way that is the magic of cinema. That when I was a kid, I didn't think about the rubber suit. Yeah, you know, like uh, I was just like oh big monster, oh. and it felt more real than the the. Like Roland Emmerich CGI one. CGI never feels real. Like, like probably, holy CGI never feels real. Well, it, it's saying that like the first time that I saw Jurassic Park, I was yeah, was taking my breath away. But like, that's it, it, it's still it, weird. It, to it does. <clears throat> yeah, like I think it's the the parts that there's a lot of it that is animatronics as mm. well. So it only uses the CGI for like the wide shots, and then it goes to animatronics, and I think it sells the illusion. Because you get the weight in be in the in between, mm. so you see like the face really close up and the eyes blinking and stuff really realistically, and then when it comes to the wide, you're kind of not looking for it. Yeah, kind of thing maybe. So uh, my question to you was, uh, considering that I picked this for this podcast and considering all the other picks that I've done and also the whatever history you have with Godzilla. What were you expecting of this movie before going into it? Um, uh, obviously, uh, your expectations, you said there, the, they weren't met, but not in a bad way. But Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like I was just wondering, what were you expecting, let's say? Like, certainly I hope that you weren't expecting a terrible movie because I don't... No, know. no, no, no. I kind of... <sighs> I didn't really know what to expect. I think because it was Japanese, I kind of thought it would be more, it'd be closer to what the original idea of what Godzilla was. So I was I was excited for it because it's, it's not like a franchise that I'm massively invested in, but I like the idea behind it. And I do like giant monsters, you know, crashing into cities. Um, but I think when it started first, the way the kind of, the camera work and the sort of dealing in offices and the government offices and stuff, I, it kind of reminded me of, um, you've seen Wreck? Was it Wreck? I was thinking of where it's kind of like a horror movie trapped within a building. And even though they're not really comparable, I don't know, there was something about the kind of like, it felt almost like a mockumentary or something version of Wreck, yeah. if that makes sense. But then as the thing kind of developed then, I was like, okay, no, this is Aaron Sorkin does Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> which I mean pretty much from the get-go I was like this is a ridiculous movie in a very good way like it's not it's not a fluffy movie either like it's very very funny but at the same time like the whole thing of Fukushima and like um John went through a very bad phase there of watching loads of documentaries about it and even saying how it's now been classified as a man-made disaster because of the like the 
the way it was like, lack of planning and the government response to it and stuff. So the actual yeah. disaster was so horrendous because they, the way they dealt with it. But um, I think like it's not an easy thing to be able to like marry all those tones together. It's not. It doesn't feel like they accidentally made a great movie you know like there are definitely problems with it that maybe could have been helped with maybe more budget to get an actual american actress etc but at the same time i just kind of ignored that because the movie moves so quickly that you don't have enough time to kind of be like well <laughs> unless it's like somewhat charming like almost student film like to get like anybody to be the american person like just the most famous she's also person great got. like she's really like she plays that character quite well even though you're like <laughs> it's well, just ridiculous part of it is that the the movie like they when they made the movie that i was mentioning about the making oh of, yeah is that when they made the movie they originally didn't have any uh release plan for outside of japan and it was just when it was so yeah. successful in japan and stuff that uh people bought the the rights to screen in other movies uh, other uh, other markets so mm. whenever they were making it they thought it would just be for the japanese market where her english would be yeah like, you, bought you as, uh, it, yeah. Yeah. so it was like oh let's not waste the money because even though like she like as far as i know she's like a pretty big like soap star or something like that in japan mm. uh it'd still be cheaper than like flying over like i don't know like discount meg ryan part two <laughs> well she's in quite a few scenes like so it would have been yeah you know, she's a sizable enough character particularly towards the end so um and i suppose it'd be I hard to get somebody that is not japanese to get the tone yeah yeah it's true <clears throat> Um, I do think that like, action movies or action movies, monster movies are not like they wouldn't be my biggest, you know, not my favorite genre or whatever. But um, I think a lot of the time it's the same way I feel about like you know Marvel movies or superhero movies or like I love disaster movies like, but that's kind of a, that's a sort of a separate genre. But it I always feel like there's just loads of fight scenes that go on forever and it's so boring because there's only so many shots of like you know Godzilla knocking over buildings and people going ah that you can really <clears throat> particularly whenever it's in, in like in freaking downtown Manhattan again you know yeah. or like Los Angeles or whatever y you know it, it gets very boring but I think the mix of um like scenes of people just talking at each other in rooms plus Godzilla even when Godzilla's having a wee sleep um I think there's a good ratio of those um because I never felt bored because it's always moving which is good and also the action scenes are just fucking pants like so ridiculous <laughs> like the the fact that they stop him with every single train in the city they just send it like with explosives oh somehow. I thought that was funny though yeah, like I thought the that was hilarious. A idea, though. Distract, yeah, distract. but it's but it's amazing how they just get like this rude Goldberg plan that is like the most like it feels like fucking what's it called the science guy developed it in one of his Netflix episodes. It's like oh, if you do this and you do this, this happens, and it's like yeah, but you have to stop him before he releases the laser beams, man. Like the. <laughs> 
The bit where he just cuts the really badly CGI bomber planes <laughs> as well. Oh man, like I love it. Like that's what I say that it's like the cheapness of it actually makes it charming because it does, yeah. part of yeah because it's the the weird thing that you get something like oh yeah the the halo jump in the original godzilla that that looks amazing but it's like in the end uh they just jumped they went from a to b that's all that <laughs> happened there like you know there's no thematic reason for it there's no cool. story yeah. beat or anything it's just <clears throat> looks cool and people are like masturbating over that and i was like yeah mm. it looked cool but like i was more happy to see it when it was on the trailer than when it was on the movie because when yeah. it was on the movie it was like ah oh, so i waited an hour and 45 minutes for <laughs> a dude jumping off a plane it's like mission impossible the, the last one uh, it was an amazing action movie but mm. like the bit when he jumps off is amazing, but also has like story beats within the jump. It's not just like yeah. I jumped and then I got. There. Loads of those movies are great, like, though. <laughs> like, was it the Was it the Royal Ocean Film Society that did a whole thing on how the last one should win an Oscar? Was it him? I can't remember. Somebody the, in there is like, Mission yeah, Impossible. No, Mission Impossible. Are, <laughs> Mission Impossible are genuinely great movies. Like uh, yeah. uh, I said, that the second one is the only one that <laughs> is out of the list like the third one in a way is not the best but it has the best scene of any major hollywood movies ever because it's philip seymour hoffman pretending to be tom cruise so because tom cruise is wearing a philip seymour hoffman mask and he's so good at it and like he's playing against himself as well i like it seems like that that i watch and i start crying because he's no longer here and also philip seymour There's hoffman so is so scary well. like oh but also like it like it just as a final point when it comes to ridiculous uh, this movie is that it, it is ridiculous but it remains like solid within the world that they're portraying it's not like mm. going back to fucking King of Monsters that is like, oh yeah, he has a, a psychic link love affair with Mothra. It's like, yes, <laughs> because a giant lizard what? is in love with a moth. That's uh, that's what I need for this movie. Um, that is horrifying. Remind me to tell you about the moths in my last apartment <laughs> after we record. Is it what uh, why that movie starring Richard Gere is called The Mothman Prophecies? Oh, remember it? I think we watched that last Halloween. I think that was crazy. Um, just my last uh, fun facts. First of all, uh, all I thought whenever uh, Godzilla finally kind of like fully extends the jaw and starts to like you know firing the like nuclear stuff out, it just made me think of um, Khaleesi going a bit trigger happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> laying waste to King's Landing. <laughs> also, yeah, like it, by the way, if anybody has no, like fucking listens to this and goes, "Oh, spoiler alerts!" Like, fuck okay. you! It came out a year ago. You know it's shit, yeah, anyways. No, no. You, you, yes, there was not one person who thought it was decent. Uh, uh, other fun fact: Godzilla has uh, his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Which I thought was lovely. <laughs> like, 
for I mean Does the actual cultural have... impact is quite impressive and you should look up the Wikipedia page because there's a lot of information there oh yeah like uh there is a YouTuber that I uh, watched a few years ago that does only videos on Godzilla and does like <laughs> ratings on like... What? I love YouTube! What's it called? I'm gonna look at that right now. Uh, I'll send you the link because uh, do I, I don't know. Uh, I need to, to find the the right one, let's say. Well, like... Uh, <laughs> like he did a documentary about like the evolution of Godzilla within the Tojo studio. Uh, mm. Like how even the director of the original one came out and like oh actually uh, before I f- forget that this movie gets right is that it uses the uh, uses the the soundtrack of the original movie at points and then make, do, like do, for somebody do. that is a fan do, yeah it's, do. Do, 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 do. it's iconic like <laughs> that song wasn't so many songs it is iconic like uh, on. Also, the, the the Godzilla sound is like it's great, like uh, yeah. And also, like I like those fat legs. You like Godzilla what? needs fat legs, and I also love the decision that they they made with this movie that they go like because Godzilla in the original one he's like about almost the size of a skyscraper, like mm. in the American versions. Well, like in the Gareth Edward one, he's about the same size. Uh, they had to shrink him a bit and then fucking make King Kong bigger so they can fight because that's what you want. Uh, like, no, but like King of the Monsters, like at the end of it, like, sorry for going back, but it's, I laugh so hard yeah. that they go like, oh, there's these different monsters in all in different parts of the of the planet like just rampaging. So there's like a mammoth, a woolly mammoth rampaging. that is like, like a massive yeah like massive woolly mama uh, uh, going around africa just like laying waste to the place and then, laying uh, waste is that's next time i'm going for pints i'm gonna lay waste to go, <laughs> and uh and godzilla like at the end he like becomes the king of the monsters and all the monsters come and converge in detroit no philadelphia to like be around him and i'm like how did a woolly mammoth the fair enough he's big enough but like the fucking mid-atlantic trench is bigger than this mammoth is like did he swim all the way from africa to philadelphia in that fucking wolf fur as well but like it would take you years to do that like 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 elephants are good swimmers. And I will take you back to Khaleesi and her grand journey to King Solomon. Oh yeah, like, but come on, like, I, I'm not saying the elephants can't swim, but they're not Michael Phelps either. <laughs> I think a lot of our elephant listeners would take issue with that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Ricardo, what was your favorite thing? Uh, well like you said I think the pacing is the best thing about this movie because yeah. it's the kind of movie that like doesn't let you to stop to realize that it slapped you <laughs> like uh, it goes, it's like don't think about it just keep going keep going it's like dude, oh yeah that was a bit ridiculous oh, here's a bit, something more ridiculous coming along so <laughs> it makes you forget about that previous thing and then it's somehow coherent both like moment by moment but also as a as a whole picture let's say and mm-hmm. it is uh 
entertaining as fuck as well because of the pacing i think the like it's the weird thing about like i said the I never thought that what I needed from a Godzilla picture was more bureaucracy, <laughs> but it makes the movie and it's so entertaining. I never thought that it was like, oh yeah, people looking around like a laptop, like you said, to be as like exciting as like yeah. fucking explosions or whatever. And it's shot with the same care and attention and like gravitas almost. It's like every time that they move a chair, it's like boom, the camera just swivels around. There's so much unnecessary camera movement. But, there is, it's fantastic. It sounds ridiculous and way. it sounds like mental and it seems like a hard sell. And it is mental. Yeah, it's so much better. How than ridiculous. That and perhaps a hard sell, but. I think that it is amazing and uh, the like I think also like uh, that we didn't mention that much I think that the acting like from character to character they they're pretty much like uh, there's so many characters and so little time to develop characters that they do really well in differentiating themselves from other characters that even like when the prime minister changes you go yeah that guy was useless but this new guy is both useless and indecisive kind of mm. thing that you kind of and it's it's kind of played up theatrically but at the same time it gives you a foothold on who these people are just by the the body language and how they speak and stuff <laughs> they do a lot with very little time and i think that we didn't mention it and i i wanted to to highlight that uh uh what's your favorite thing I think, yeah, obviously the best thing about this movie is the pacing and just the the mix of, like, it's the going back and forth between the two things and even, like, whenever, like, the the first kind of military strike is happening and, like, they're all there and the military's, like, so convinced that, like, oh, he'll never survive all this and it's the movement back and forth between that and then, like, the war room or the situation room with the prime minister and everything and, like, all the different things. It just happens. It's so quick. It's... The editing is so fantastic because it's so ridiculous and so like unnecessary at certain points but in a great way it's just like so many movies try to do that thing of like where they have a map or often in like sci-fi movies where it's some sort of like hologram thing or something and everyone's standing around kind of looking at it all dramatically under dramatic light and stuff and this is just like under office lighting which i quite enjoy like they look like they're in a classroom or something by the end of the thing which is great um i think there's Oh yeah, they're in a school where they've educated. Uh, but yeah. actually, as well, we didn't really talk about how there's a certain level of kind of like patriotism to this as well, but in the like sort of true meaning of that of people who kind of stay behind to like fight for their country in that sense. Like it's not just about you know the like army forces or whatever of people who are like literally sitting there trying to plan how to coagulate the monster's blood, and they're not going to leave until they do it. You know. Can I make a quick point on that? Yeah. yeah. The, uh, it's a comment that I, I forgot to mention that like so much of the movie is also about the uh, uh, the pacifist policies of mm. Japan because Japan is the only country in the world that in their constitution it says that their military forces are not allowed to be used in an offensive way mm. so that's why there's so much in the movie that is like are you sure this will kill the person this will kill that because it has such like it, even in the movie it's called the Japanese self-defense force it's not even an army force supposedly 
Yeah. It's uh, unless provoked. And that or came out. Like... Yeah, but like even in the sense of like provoked, uh, let's like say provoked, even if, like, like attacked, you get... <laughs> like full on. Yeah, but like invaded kind of thing, not yeah. like oh somebody kidnapped the minister in this place kind of thing. You just yeah. deal with it diplomatically. And it came from like World War Two and the imperialist forces that caused it. Uh, and I think it's an interesting argument for it because it's the delay and in a way the bureaucracy that stops the nuclear attacks from happening. Yeah. Uh, and also of not using it as a first option. Mm. It's because it is so like to use the military option is so delayed even in the beginning is that that already feels like a huge escalation yeah. so it gives it, it makes an argument that no other country dealing with the same crisis of godzilla would have dealt the same way there is a line i think where they're like near enough to start where they're like oh it's so much bureaucracy and someone says that's democracy I was like, mm. yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, yeah, but then uh, go back to the Soviet era. <laughs> that was just <laughs> fucking bureaucracy <laughs> and very little democracy. Uh, just on a side note on my favorite thing. Uh, my other favorite thing is definitely Godzilla's face at the start. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I love it the so dead eyes. Uh, I really, really want a poster because I want to like see that before I go to sleep every night. It's like big kind of like happy face. <laughs> it's just out in the time, yeah. you know. It's just like, hey, <laughs> so good. It's like, yeah. you, you know, those, infl- those inflatable T-Rex, uh, you know, those inflatable T-Rex suits that people wear. Uh, what was your least favorite thing? Uh, least favorite thing that's the thing it's a hard one to pick because even the stuff that I like are objectively uh, bad uh, it's charming and part of a whole like like we were saying about like the her dodgy American accent and weird kind of also like it's clearly written by somebody that never met an American before Uh, brash it's You know, it's it's almost like one of those, those uh, caricatures that you see, like a French man with like a mustache and a baguette under his arm. And a, but I love it. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's Americans and it's like, I don't give a fuck about yeah. them being the butt of the joke. You can appropriate that all you want. <laughs> yeah, like, go for it. Like, they've done everything else. But, uh, yeah, like, I don't know if they're... I don't know, because even the shitty special effects are so... Like, even the angles of those shots, even though they look terrible, they, they're they very dynamic the way that it's, like... The, the fastest kind of, like... like <laughs> yeah, like... So, I don't know, like... Uh, because even the end, where they're just, like, in the top of the, the building looking at frozen Godzilla, and they're, like, talking about Godzilla. how they're going to... Yeah, and how they're going to be talking to each other as prime minister and president of an America in like 10 years time. Uh, I thought they should get married. I shipped it quite hard. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the it's a conflict of interest, though. I did like the, the, also Not that really they, they <laughs> didn't. Yeah, I suppose. Like she never like 
in fairness, she could be the best politician ever, but somebody without an American accent is never going to be elected. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter about the skin color, doesn't matter about sexuality, everything else. Eventually, all those borders are going to be taken down, I think. But I don't think that somebody that doesn't speak American, like, yeah. it's one line that I think that, like, half the population would be like, is she even American if she can't speak American? Oh, yeah. So, so yes, I don't know what's my least favorite thing because the movie certainly is not polished or perfect, but I think that those things actually make the movie better in a weird way. It's like, you know, like when you watch the original King Kong, you don't want the special effects to be perfect or the acting to be great or whatever. Yeah. You want that 1930s crap acting and uh, the weird... <laughs> stop motion movement but yeah like i don't know uh what's your least favorite thing uh <laughs> i mean i'm kind of in a similar boat to you there is one moment do they like it's whenever um ambassador lady and uh uh, uh what's his name um main character man um when they're on the rooftop talking and she's like revealing to him that you know they've already signed off on the nuclear option um and she's like saying like about her grandmother and how like oh you know she lived through it and do they they flash back to like oh yeah yeah destroyed. that's yeah 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 that like i forgot about that that that'd be uh-huh. like my the only misstep of the movie mm, that, that was necessary. a little bit too much yeah and unearned as well so yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's only a second so it's not like detrimental but well, it doesn't ruin quite... the movie but yeah. no for sure um yeah no uh like <laughs> also probably one of my other favorite things about this is how much it cheered me up yesterday because it really really did it was such a good mood. I paused it halfway through and I was like, I'm going to go to the shop. So I went to the shop and I got some Sour Patch Kids. And then I came, which are amazing. Oh my God, fuck you, Haribo. And uh, I came back and I ate my Sour Patch Kids while I was watching Godzilla having a lovely time. So uh, I had a great evening. <laughs> I'm glad, really glad that you enjoyed it. Like I said, it, it would have been uh, such a bummer to wait this long to record the episode. And then uh, <laughs> it was like, oh, I fucking sucked. Uh, well... Ricardo, where can they find us? Ooh, it's been a while. Uh, they can find us on Facebook, The Recommendation Game, on Twitter, at The Rec Game. They can find us on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud and on Dublin Digital Radio every Monday, 11 to 12, Irish time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the middle of the night, Canadian uh, <laughs> time. Uh, well, no, I'm very early in the morning, Canadian time. Um, cool. uh, so next week's film or uh, whenever the next episode comes out it's uh, Orla's pick uh, what are you picking Orla? Skate Kitchen it's a kitchen that's cool. cool it's good to be back it is good to be back I had such a lovely time <laughs> it's nice to see your face oh the memories <laughs> thank you uh, in a really weird angle on my phone yeah that is excellent cool alright well until whenever it is I was Orda McNeenis I was Ricardo Deacon thanks for listening see you next week or whenever Bye.